I'm ready to get up and hit it with all I got out of the pocket. Like, even if I'ma not get it right when I went running a marathon, struggling, carrying buckets of tears to replenish the fear. I wanna be there with the fire and finish. Come on with the elements, shine with the rest of them. Rise like a penis and nine. The demons are trying to keep it from living my vision. Stripping it all off, all these chains that I made, it's all on me. Cause I may be cut away my way of knowing that power that's burning in all of us. I can feel it now, so let in my stomach hear it. Screaming in anger, raging bulldog, don't give a damn, get kicked on. Someone inside me running to catch that objective I panic, intimidated that figure I'm just another figure Striving to make an effort Schizophrenic nature Shaking my stature And I'm gotta let it Sometimes I feel lost and locked up In the jail cell in my mind And I try to understand the situation Episode four of Collecting Valiant. Today we have our guy Jim with us, Justin. I'm Dewan. We're gonna talk about everything collecting valiant. We talk some C2E2, some other topics. We'll answer some questions we have from a few of our listeners. And uh let's get it started, gentlemen. Right on. So I think Justin, you had some things you wanted to to start off with, didn't you? Well, I mean yeah. Lately, I've been watching a trend, and it deals with Ninjak. I mean, my God, how hard is it to get some of these 1 in 50 books for issue 23, 24, 25, and 26 that just came out? Mm-hmm. It is tough. There's been, like, five confirmed sales for number 26. The uh, uh, Too Little Toy cover on eBay, they've been closing between, like, 90 and 120 bucks. Jenny Friesen's one in fifty for twenty five. There were seven sales, all around a hundred bucks, and you can't even touch the Temple Smiths. They're not, they're they're dried up. So what are your You're thoughts right. of, of why that happened? Well, we're looking at print runs of five thousand copies, is what the the print run is. So you're talking a hundred copies of that book are winding up in retailers' hands that people want right away and there's more than 100 valiant fans out there so damn these books are tough yes 100 that's like a super sweet spot if oh, there's only 100 covers that's what you want you know i think we talked about it before 200 is when you start kind of looking at a book like if the print runs only 200 or less 175 you're like oh okay i need to pick this up but if 100 ultra rare yeah, uh, number 25, the print run for the 1 in 50 Jenny Friesen cover, 106 mm-hmm. copies. I mean, that is, that's in the top 100. That's in the top 20 of rarity. That's probably in the top 10 of rarity for Valiant. So do you think it's because Ninjak was such a long-running book and it's not like the major, like it's not like the like an EXO book where it's the major character that drives Valiant? To where people kind of sleep on it and Valiant said we're going to do a 1 in 50 to try to get people to order this book but people were like well it's not a number one it's not a number two it's a 23, 24, 25, 26 it's, it's rare that's what I pick up on it as are, are there more completionists out there now that are, uh, that are competing 
Um, plus, I, I think it was brought up before. Is isn't uh, Valiant getting stricter on on how they allocate the fifties? Like you have to buy fifty issues in order to get it. weren't weren't they a, a, a little uh, I don't know generous or? Uh, yeah, they were a little uh, bit more lenient for a while. You could order lenient. thirty. Yeah, you could order like thirty five <laughs> copies and they and put one down on your diamond order form and they'd send you one. But uh, now yeah. it's they're you know they're being stricter, which is good. Yeah. And and that's great, and it just shows you that you, you if you need to order it, you should. Um, I think the the issue we had before was paying fifty to sixty bucks on DCBS for it. It sounds like it, it may be worth it now. If you get a print run of only a hundred, I'll pay sixty bucks for the book. Because it's it's going to be worth it. If it's a true only hundred print run, a hundred and six, a hundred and ten, you can't beat it. And you look at it. This is the end of the Ninjak run. So yeah. these are really really good stories. You got Master Dark coming back, Sandria. Um, yeah. You know, Matt Kitts ending his his run. That's a that's yeah. a book. Everything's pointing to it. That's the book to get. And if you have a one in fifty, I think Valiant was kind of telling people like this is something you may want to get this is an important story arc um ken's ken's not writing it going forward with the ninja k series pick up this book and people yeah. didn't people love one and they're like we've had 20 something issues in ninja we kind of got tired of it not tired of it but the hype wasn't there that's what i want to say well, yeah i mean there's a new creative team coming to it and you know they're just letting Matt finish his uh, story, and yeah, so yeah, we're gonna see it end real soon, and then pick up with the the new Ninja K story. Yeah, yeah, those are those are that's it's really interesting that we started with that because I don't know if you see if you guys saw Dennis's question today on Slack about what makes a book valuable like what what makes a 1 in 50 ninjack 23 24 25 a good uh, a valuable book and then we're starting to see with the xl 1 in 500 that the, the price is dropping down you know so what makes one book like what are the driving forces and i think the, the premise behind his question was um it seems like he wanted it cut and dry it's either print run and demand it's either you know, rarity or not rare. And he 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 asked the follow up question: Is why do books of first appearances go up when there's an announcements for movies or TV series? And I thought I think we've talked about it kind of before, maybe not in the in the podcast, but um, I think that's an interesting topic because I think it's not just one dimensional; it's multi dimensional, which drives the value of a book. Yeah. I think as long as there's been comic book collectors, there's always been that, that want to have the, the character's first appearance. And whether it's um, whether it is their true first appearance in comic form or it's an ad in a, in a previous comic like we've seen in like Walking Dead, where a lot of the image um, titles uh, are previewed in different titles before the, the, the release, or even considering a, an appearance in previews as their first appearance. 
uh, there's various uh, speculators and various people that uh, that go after you know, that hunt. Um, but yeah, it, the uh, relationship between a movie and a character's first appearance, I mean, you can't deny it. There, there are people out there that, I mean, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, seeing uh, uh, certain characters appear or certain possible characters that may appear, it, it fuels that speculator uh, drive and hunger and just people, yeah, I guess truly speculate. Uh, for me, I, I just I like to have every character's experience because I'm a collector. I, I've grown up with these characters, and that, that goes across all uh, all companies. But it's uh, and and then there are people that just want to buy uh, buy a first appearance and, and hope to flip it for, for mine. Um, yeah, what do you think, Justin? I it, it's tough. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got that completionist attitude for Valiant, you know, I have for a long time. And yeah, I mean, I want one of everything, but I kind of want two of everything or three of everything when it comes to Valiant. And mm-hmm. it's tough to draw that line. And, you know, I want to get those copies for 25, 30 bucks. I don't want to pay 60 or 70 for them. Exactly. But uh, right. yeah. in the same breath, I want, I want people once the uh, Ninjak versus the Valiant universe to come out, go back and try to find some of these books, complete their runs, and realize just how rare some of these are. I want other discussions on other forums and Facebook and Slack and, you know, I I can't wait once that starts rolling out this year, this you know this fall, that we're gonna yeah. see a lot of people talk about. Man, I can't find this Temple Smith book or I can't find this Jenny Friesen, and. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for that. I'm not going to wish my life away on it, but I guarantee that this fall we're going to see people come in and say, oh, man, the bat in the sun's awesome. Um, so I started buying the books, but I can't find these. This is I, this is my favorite cover from 23 or 24. Does anybody have a copy? And the well's dry. You can't find them now. You're definitely not going to find them again in a few months. So I agree. It, they disappear into private collections, and they're gone. Yeah, and, and and that's what uh, people need to understand. You know, there were some people today that that voiced frustration with the XL 150 that you know the price is dropping or whatnot. I think oh, yeah. when you collect Valiant books, it's like you said, Justin, you're you're coming in on the front end. You really are because the direction of the company seems really solid. Like they're going to come out with web series. You know, their movies are going to come out, and we've seen evidence with. The Marvels and the DCs and the, and the other comic, uh, some of the other independent um, um, books that once those come out, to your point, people are going to want to come back. It's going to draw people in that aren't valiant readers. And when the print runs are low, they're going to be super hard to get to your point. And, and there was evidence of that on the Saturday uh, Valiant panel. That room was packed because Jason David Frank was in there. I mean, it was probably... Close to 200 people, maybe maybe a little more, a little less in that room because he was in there. And there was even one gentleman, uh, a young man in there, was saying how much the Green Ranger and the Power Rangers was part of his childhood or whatnot. So imagine when the web series comes out in the movies, people are going to want to get those first appearances. Why? Because they see the first appearance of Superman, the first appearance of Batman, the first appearance of Wolverine. 
those are those are highly collected books. So you're going to be bringing in people who aren't valiant collectors that just want it, you know. So I think I would say the valiant collectors now, the hardcore collectors or even the, the passive collectors to don't worry, sit on the books a little bit. They're not going to fluctuate or like you want at this time. But when valiant continues to mature, you'll have something if you want to flip it. You know, you might have taken a hit on the one in 500. Hold on to it. It's going to be okay. You know, it, it will be okay if Valiant continues to take the steps that they, they're taking now and they don't have a hiccup, a major hiccup from from now and into the future. That's my thought. I don't know what you guys think about it. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree, Juan. Uh, um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at Dennis's question. And uh, he's, he asks, uh, what makes something desirable? Is the one 500 desirable because it is scarce or because it's valuable because it is scarce? It doesn't matter how scarce it is if no one wants it, right? Um, I, think it's, I think it's all of that. <laughs> but what makes, uh, like, what makes uh, Incredible Hulk 340 desirable when there was such a heavy print run back then? I would attribute it to that was a decent story, fantastic art. I mean, you had McFarlane, who made a quintessential Hulk Wolverine cover. I think it was probably the second famous uh, Wolverine Wolverine Hulk uh, cover uh, since uh, since Wolverine's first appearance. And um, I, I think it's it's a combination of, of art, of, of story, uh, desirability is. I don't know. The beauty is an eye of the beholder. Uh, but if, if we're looking at it from a collectability or a, a profitability uh, standpoint, uh, the one in 500, I mean, I think what drove the initial price in, in anywhere between 750 to a grand was we didn't know how scarce it was going to be. We didn't know people were going to, were going to jump on, on it and hold on to the book. And, and, and further drive up, we didn't know if we were going to have to pay fifteen hundred or two thousand for, for these books, or what the print run was going to be. And uh, it's amazing to see that there's some people selling these now for four hundred dollars. Um, so, and then, well, well, it doesn't matter how scarce it is if no one wants it. Yeah, I think that there are probably some scarce books out there that people just aren't looking for, or, or I, we, from a collector side. You either want because you really enjoy the art, you really enjoy the cover. Um, it's, it could be the, uh, the the crown of your collection. I would think that there there has to be if you're approaching it like you're you're buying these you're buying stocks, thinking that they're going to appreciate, and down the road that you're going to be able to make money off of them. That that plays a factor in which I think we've been collecting comics, we've been reading comics for years, where. I don't know. My, my spider sense tingles when I see certain covers where I know that one's going to be hot. It's I, I remember Sting. Uh, Sting was quoted, uh, not Sting from Harbinger, but Warden uh, <laughs> 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 Summoner. I, I remember he he mentioned that when he would write a song, he knew that this was going to be a hit. Other songs he kind of wrote for himself and, and and so much, but he he knew that he could write a song and that would be the hit. I. I kind of have that feel from 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 comics. Just looking at a cover, I'm like, man, animosity. That's gonna drop. That that is gonna be a hit. I can just tell from the style of the cover, or 
if there's uh, uh, some of the the other aftershock books that are coming out uh, that that just look sweet, it's going to be a hit. Uh, you, you look at uh, some of these Valiant uh, books. I, I there's EXO is going to be a hit, but because of the the, the hundred thousand uh, print run, um, that that plays into factor as well. Um, so so I guess to answer or in in hopes to <laughs> do justice to to Dennis's question, uh, is the is the one in five hundred desirable because it is scarce or because it could be valuable because it's both? I, I think. I think if something is scarce, that's going to drive the the price. But it's it's that unknown. Uh, it's it's taking a gamble on on a on a hot rare book like a first appearance. It's just taking that gamble. Like who knew that Moon Knight's uh, first appearance? It, as soon as news broke that Netflix was going to pick up the series, I mean, this book I picked up his first appearance in mint, near mint condition four or five years ago for a hundred bucks. Now you're lucky to find it for a grand. It's it's Hollywood. It's movies that are driving this. Like like Justin said, I think that once uh, once Ninja versus the Valiant Universe hits, it's going to wake up a lot of people. And uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised that people are going to be jumping further on Ninja first appearances, or for that matter, all Valiant first appearances. And that could be the Valiant first uh, uh, rendition of V1, or it could be Valiant Entertainment. So this this new uh, imagined uh, universe. So. I think advice from one collector uh, to uh, to another probably wouldn't be a bad idea to look through the Valiant library and see what those first appearances are. Uh, now would be the time to jump on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll hand it over to you guys. <laughs> what do you think, Justin? So, you know, to piggyback on what Jim said, it is time to buy those Bloodshot 6s. It's time to pick up yes. the Exo Man of War number 5 from 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's anything else to, on my end to say, but that's definitely time to uh, get some of those books that people haven't been hunting for or you know maybe get a second copy in a dollar bin or a third or a fourth or a fifth copy because once people catch wind of it because matt and the sun has a huge following on youtube so when people start seeing that wow they're doing a series of this you know six episodes they're gonna want to know more and uh, it'll be time to to set back and enjoy the ride I, I think Punk, Punk Mambo could be the uh, uh, the Valiant equivalent of Harley Quinn in a given situation. I, we're going to be, whoa, there's an attraction here. There's a cool character. Yeah. Like, girls are going to want to play. You know, it's there's a lot of potential. Yeah, I, I like that analogy that Punk Mambo could be our, you know, the Valiant Universe's uh, equivalent of Harley Quinn. That's awesome. That I've never thought about that, but that. That's a really good way to look at it. I've never heard that before. Uh, it's it's the power of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid courage, you can start saying that. <laughs> it's it's the seven and seven speaking. <laughs> yeah, guys, I had to I had to leave for a second, but I think you guys make a great point. You remember back when uh, was it Stephen Platt? would make those that profit cover for image in oh, uh, the McFarlane covers when McFarlane got on Spider-Man. 
to your point, Jim, you know when you see something that that's a that's what's going to drive that book because the art is just it, it's something that we haven't seen. It was a new type of of art and it was kick kick ass, you know. So that was going to drive the book. They could have printed a million copies yeah. and it was going to drive that book. It didn't matter. People hadn't seen that type of art in that detail before. And others are, you know, like we think what's going to happen to Valiant. The book sat there for a while and people held on to them for a while and they're not worth anything. And then Valiant starts making movies. And when you make movies or you make web series, who do you bring in? You bring in the market of people that that marketers want. The people that normally don't buy your books, you know, like when Tiger Woods played golf, people who normally didn't watch golf, watch golf. And they made a ton of money off of those people, the casual fans, the, the people, not not the hardcore Valiant fans, not the hardcore golfers, not the hardcore Marvel fans. Those are new dollars and people want it and they want it just to want it. And when you bring those people in, those speculators or there's are those fans in or you, you make new fans, that's what drives the book. And that's just simple, you know, supply and demand, uh, you know, so you may have art, you may have limited quantities and you just may have a bunch of books out there that just people just want for whatever reason. They just the characters just kick butt. Look at Deadpool. Like Deadpool was nothing for a long. No, I wouldn't say nothing, but it was kind of out there and then the movies oh. come out and yeah. you're bringing, uh, you know, Family. You write so, one. I, I remember. Oh, you go ahead. Are you guys okay? Yeah. Yeah, you, you're breaking up a little bit. Am I? I'm sorry. Repeat what you just said. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I, I was going to uh, comment, uh, like Deadpool, I remember seeing issues in, uh, in a brick and mortar store back, back in the day. Cover price. For first appearance Deadpool, you know, the, the new, new Mutants. And I'm kicking. It. I, was like, you know, I can't help that I ripped one. Those sat there for so long. Like the impression that Deadpool character in Deadpool, uh, you've got Deadpool, the Harley Quinn. It's just something that resonates uh, with people. Well, it's like Batman. Sorry again. It's like Batman Adventures 12. You know, you could up till five or six years ago, you could buy that book for nothing. And you know, when they started talking about the announcement of the. Uh, films her first appearance went way out out the roof you know you can't touch that book for any grade less than 1200 right now and you know right. it'd be interesting to see what the first you know we're, we're starting to see that we're starting to see that with quantum and woody with the announcement of the the netflix series and uh it'll be interesting to see you know how high the ceiling goes on some of these valiant books I think, you know, Jim, you were breaking up a little bit, so uh, I'm going to kind of reiterate what you said. Um, oh, you didn't interrupt me at all. Not at all. Um, I think you were kind of breaking up a little bit. I think what you were saying is those Deadpool books, the new mutant books were in your brick and mortar comic shops for cover price for a long time. Didn't move. 
you know, maybe quarter bins, near mint covers. And then the movie news comes out and the book shoots up like crazy. Um, Because that's everybody wants to think that they're getting the next, you know, you know, detective comics, whatever, Superman number one or or whatnot. Um, They clamor to it, people that normally don't buy comics. And um, to what you said, Justin, with the quantum and Woody, I think I shared with you. When Dinesh kind of mentioned the Quantum of Woody, I went to my LCS, found the number one for four bucks, which I wouldn't have bought four months ago because I was overpriced, and I got it for four bucks, and now they're selling for thirty-five to fifty bucks. You know the A cover. Yeah, well, I I I had a barbecue this past October, and Jim was there, and Mm -hmm. I had mentioned something about we're gonna hear some pretty exciting news about Quantum and Woody, and Mm -hmm. you know it took six months from that point but uh yeah i i remember talking about that at our barbecue in october yeah and so if you have insight like that you gotta jump on it you gotta raid you gotta raid those dollar two dollar five dollar bins and get it i mean if if you got inside knowledge on that you gotta take advantage of it wholeheartedly because you don't get chances like that and i think that that's an interesting topic because there's a there's a certain aspect that collectors come in. You, you you got them where the news is launched and you're just chasing. Like I just said with the quantum and Woody, the news came out and I just chased it and I lucked up and found something. Okay, now I can probably sell it for ten times what I paid for it. And then you've got other ones where people kind of have this instinct: is I'm going to buy all this crap up for a quarter and just hope. It blossoms because you think, okay, if I picked up, you know, a certain book X and they announced like the Deadpool book, like with New Mutants, I picked it up for cover price. You may hold on to it for five years, 10 years. I mean, and then you may sell it for a minute. Was it really worth your time? No, but it's a cool story to say, yeah, I would pick this up for a quarter. Look, I sold it for a thousand. Um, and that's, kind of people's egos playing in, in into their decision making um, but if you want to be practical about it um, a lot of us are chasers sometimes we chase unless we have insider information we're chasing because nobody wants to go through that quarter bin and pick up a young blood book at a million <laughs> copies and I'm not crapping on young book it's just I think it's a great example there was like a million or so copies and yeah, they may come out with a movie, but who knows? You know, yeah. who who knows? Is it really worth your time and effort? Collect the stuff you want to collect. That's my my thing. Collect the stuff you want to collect. If you want to be someone to flip books, then you need to take a different approach to it. Mm-hmm. Just a totally different approach, and you better be digging for as much information as you can, and hope you get some insider information to where you can grab. You can go to one of these cons and grab, you know, a bunch of Quantum and Woodies for a dollar fifty because you know you've got insider information that they're gonna they're gonna blow soon. Yeah, and it's unpredictable. We suck. We, you know, we we you know everybody hyped up the XO one and five hundred. Now people are like, oh, the price is dropping. Well, you know, that's the game. That's the market. Well, you know, you can't, you can't be mad about that. No. And before we knew the official print run on that, you know, 
somewhere between sixty and ninety thousand. It really depends on what sources you're you're paying attention to. You know, we mm-hmm. were we were thinking that there was gonna be like fifty copies of this book, sixty copies of this mm-hmm. book. And so those people that were like, All right, the the retailers that were gonna jump in with both feet, they they were like, All right, I'm gonna pump and dump this book. They're gonna pump it up, they're gonna yeah. ride that wave thinking there's only gonna be you know, thirty, forty, fifty of it, sell it for a grand. And now we're seeing everybody coming in. They didn't know what you know the print run was. Then we get the announcement that it's you know sixty thousand or Valiant that says ninety. Um, mm-hmm. So you know now there's two hundred copies of this book. Okay. Well, the people that got out there in front of it, you know, and sold the book, they made their mint. And now some of these smaller shops, they have this huge investment. They've got to sell that book for three or four hundred bucks to get out from underneath of it. Then they're going to return yep. all their extra copies. Of you know to Valiant, so I mean, they they got in the news, they got you know in the I think they were in the top ten that you know for last month for sales for you know per title, and uh, in three months you know we're not going to know how many books were returned. Was it twenty thousand? Was it fifteen? Was it five? We don't know that number, but. I can guarantee you there are some smaller shops that did not do an exclusive that will be returning that book to recoup some of their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't believe they're allowed to get the one in 500 after returning those books to qualify to get the one in 500. Well, all, you know, all they care about is that number right now for the month. They don't care about yeah. what's going to be returned. And, you know, part of that hundred thousand um, dollar advertising and pushing of the book I'm sure some of that is set aside for the returns. Yeah. And it sounds like Valiant did it for the retailers. They're go- they were going to give retailers a one in 500 that they could sell between 200, 500 to $1,000 and make some money as a gift. Yeah, agreed. You know, you know they, that was a gift. And it put us speculators and us collectors in a jam because, you know, we really operate on the fear of missing out a lot of times. You're exactly you know, right. You know, we don't want to miss out on that XOB or that print here or that and then see it show up like that Harbinger Lemire cover and we miss out on it. Um, right. And we get caught with our pants down sometimes, you know. But I still think with Valiant, you'll win more times than not. If you're not crazy mm-hmm. and you don't just open up your wallet and you – you make the right connections with people, you'll win more than not because you'll get another book for ten, twenty, or thirty to fifty dollars off of somebody or off 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 of eBay, and it ends up being a three hundred dollar book, maybe like that Divinity one, one in forty or one in fifty or whatnot. Um, so you, we'll take our losses here, but we'll win somewhere else. I was thinking about this today. I tell all the people who feel like, you know, they lost on the XO one in fifty. Get it CGC, see what you come back with, and I guarantee you'll make your money back if the demand is still there, if not more money. You know, I think that's a logical approach. You know, if you pay five, seven, a thousand dollars and you take the right step to get your book CGC and you come back with a 9.8, you will make your money back pretty much if the demand is there. I mean, it is. I mean, you might have to take an extra step. Um, but you, you can do it. And and for hardcore collectors, I don't think right now is the time to sell your mm-hmm. one in 500. 
again, I really think the time, if if that's what you're wanting to do with that book, I think the time would be with the Bat in the Sun, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. When people see Eric in that in that uh, web series, it'll spark more interest again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, that if you're going to, if you have to sell that book now, you're going to take a loss. But if you can wait a few months and, like Dewan said, get it CGC, take those precautions to where there's going to be no damage to it in the future. And then once that web series does hit and it generates a million views on YouTube or, you know, that would be the time to sell it. Yeah, so we got caught up in the the hype, and we bought it high. We, we look like we're coming low, right? But I agree with you, Justin. There's going to be another high for that book. It is, and it's going to be when all when those non-Valiant fans come in and they start seeing Valiant, they see the web series, and they're like, "I got to get a part of this. I got to be a part of it." And can I tell you my Dinesh story with my one in 500? I think I, I told you guys. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, go for and it. I asked, and I asked him permission uh, on Slack today, but he hasn't given it to me, so we may have to edit this out. But basically, I kind of met Dinesh at C2E2, and um, I had my bag with me, and I had the XO in there. And, and Dinesh was awesome. I told him, like, this is my first big con. All I collect is Valiant, you know. You know, I, you know, I wasn't being a fanboy, but it was just like just telling him the truth. It was real casual. So he goes into his little drawer. He gives me a bloodshot shot glass. I'm like, okay. And I said, you know, and they give you a gold book or whatnot if you wear a t-shirt, which is awesome. But I pulled out the one in five hundred. I was like, I got the one in five hundred. He's like, you got it on you? I'm like, yeah. So I pull it out, and it's in its bubble wrap. Kind of how they ship it, you know, the Ziploc. It's got the letter in it. And then he almost made me piss my pants because he's like, why don't you take it out? I want to look at it. I said, are you, he said, are you going to get a CGC? And I was like, yeah, I, you know, CGC's here. I, I, yeah, I think I wanted to get a CGC. He was like, do you want me to look at it? Because I can give you some tips on what I know what they're looking for and what will knock your book down or make it better. Who's going to tell Dinesh no? No, no, let me give you guys. I haven't touched a book, period. Right. It's been in this case. It's been like my baby. I haven't touched it. <laughs> so Dinesh says, can I pull it out? And I'm like, I said, dude, I haven't even touched this yet. <laughs> so he, he takes it. He opens it up. He pulls it. And he was good, you know. He dried his hands off. He pulled it out. And he showed me a couple things on the metal cover. He was like, you know, you can take something like this. I think he said like a Q-tip or a cotton ball. He's like, kind of wet it a little bit, and you can knock that little blemish off the metal cover. Because there were like spots. You know, it wasn't like it was a groove in the metal. He was like, that little spot, he's like, I know it. I've seen a couple graded. They'll take you off for that. They'll take you off for that. He was like, especially in the EXO, you want to clean those areas off. So he's pointing out all these little areas that just normal dust or maybe moisture drop that got on the metal that you can kind of get off and then he looked at the back he was like oh your back doesn't have any scratches he said i think if you clean up the cover um you know really well and get all these marks off you might have a 9.9 
he was like, the, the back is the important part because he said, you know, you can't help it getting scratched. It, it is what it is. You know, it's a, like you said, you know, you know, those black covers are just brutal. Oh, Tammy black covers. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that it hadn't been touched and, you know, I give uh, Mariah at Samurai Comics and, and their staff um, a lot of kudos for that. I don't think they may have even touched it either. It was just straight raw from the, you know, the printer to here. To my to my hands, and you know, the the first person to touch it was Dinesh. So, you know, we'll see. Um, right now, Uncle Ronnie has the book, and he's going to pass it on to Uncle Justin. And, and, and Uncle Justin, <laughs> I'm going to clean it. I'm going to clean up the cover. Um, yeah, I've got some. Uh, I've got a book and document cleaner. It's like silly putty or play-doh, and you make mm-hmm. a little ball with it, and you rub it on the cover, and especially on the metal cover, it'll It'll make a world of difference, and then I'll uh, fast track that book for you. And I've already got mine submitted, so there'll be no, you know, um, mix up or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that you know, when it comes back, it's the only book I'm going to submit, and so I'll just fast track it, and uh, we'll find out. Once I get back from Kansas City, it'll be you know a ten business day. So in about two weeks or so after that, after I ship it, it'll. It'll come back, and we'll find out. Wow. I know Uncle Justin will take care of it. <laughs> I told Ronnie today, I said, I miss my kids already. Because I shipped you the Savage books. I think the, both of the Savage ones, the twos, the threes, and the Britannia books. Or whatnot. And I was like, I miss my kids. I miss them. <laughs> well, I've got your, I've got your uh, Savage 3 and 4 directly from Clay. Yeah, yeah. So, and those I submitted a little over a week ago. So, with, okay. like I said, with my office move, I kind of got delayed, and I got a the one in five hundred that we're gonna do a giveaway with. That was submitted plus two of my copies. I didn't submit one because it was kind of I didn't want to get a nine four back on the damn thing, so I was like, "All right, it's going in a, a full back in my light with the, you know, it's going in one of the expensive expensive bags, not just a my light with a half backer, but a my light with a full backer." Nice. I put it in in the long box this weekend. So can we talk about the the giveaway? Well, nice. let's wait until we get the. Are you talking about the one in five hundred or just our? see you know collecting valiant podcast giveaway the one of hundred i think that's what people want to hear um you want to wait let's wait until we get it back let's wait till the next episode okay okay cool cool stay Um, tuned yeah (laughs) oh speaking of giveaways you know i don't know if you guys have noticed but we've got three itunes reviews all do we yeah, um, we got one from Ron Bar Three. I don't know who that would be. So who knows? That's probably some bum. <laughs> so I'm gonna read them. They're pretty short, but the title okay. of this review is "Tell Me More." So, and the review by Ron Bar Three is: These three guys are what you want to listen to for not only knowledge and speculation of Valiant Market books, but for entertainment entertainment purposes alone. 
what do you get when you cross American Pickers and Valiant Comic Collecting? This, in all caps. Can't wait for each new episode. So, that was our first are review. We, are we American Pickers? That's cool as hell. That's, yeah. That's good. <laughs> and then the second review is a five-star review. So, right now, all three of our reviews are five-stars. So, all three of these guys are, like, tops in the books right now. Um, mm-hmm. And this one's by Michael Period Sparkman. I don't know who that is. He's a black uh, ops guy. I know him. He's like Secret Service. <laughs> and he I said, know him. And the title of this review is Simply Wonderful. And what he says, his synopsis or his review, he goes, Three valiant comic fans reveal the nitty gritty secrets of comic collecting. Fun, informative, and lighthearted. This is a podcast I will be looking forward to all the time. So thank you, Mr. Michael, period, Sparkman. And then, so we know the first two people. I don't know who this third person is. Um, it's by uh, Live Loyal is the reviewer's name. Five stars again. Must listen for new and old collectors. That's the title of the review. And so to get into the meat of it, here it is. Uh, If you're a collector or want to become one, this is the podcast to listen to. Great insight, new knowledge every day, becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Sorry, Paul and Martin, but this might be my new number one Valiant podcast, Collecting Valiant. Love it. So, yeah, screw you, Paul and Martin. Speaking (laughs) of that, yeah, screw. Speaking of that, I talked to uh, our... uh, nerdy legion boss today i told you know he he asked me to do the um the write-up for the issue uh, episode three that came out and i said when are we supposed to get our checks for the first three episodes <laughs> i was like you know the guys are asking you know we, we need our checks you know when, when's the money going to start coming in you know what i mean and he just laughed i'm like well we might have to we might have to union up guys we might have to <laughs> Go to management and say, hey, we got some demands. We want that 23-cent check for our royalties. 23? We'd still have to split that three ways, right? Hey, it's something. Though. It's, the, it's a principality, Smokey. It's the principality. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome reviews. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. So, yeah, I'd like to do a giveaway. Um I've already got something going to Michael Sparkman. I'm going to see Ronnie this weekend. So if you are live loyal, why don't you message us on Twitter at collect valiant? Just send us Mm -hmm. a DM. Let us know that that was your review. Um, I can get the email address if I have to. I don't want to, you know, on, you know, be honest. Don't, I don't want to get like four messages. Hey, I'm live loyal, you know, and Mm -hmm. then it's going to suck. But, uh, I want to uh, I w- want to send you a comic. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, how about I do this? I'm going to get a sketch this weekend at Planet Comic Con. And mm. when you contact us, I will send you a sketch from Planet Comic Con. You can't beat that at all. You cannot beat that. Good for you, Justin. And good for the, the reviews. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, they seem like genuine reviews, you know. And... You know, our first two episodes or whatnot were kind of we were kind of rough or whatnot. But the people that listen to us, that's just great. 
Yeah. And so I'd also like to give away. I'd like once we hit. See, Paul and Martin right now are doing like reviews and they're giving books away. But Mm -hmm. I want to do something bigger than that. So by the time we get to episode 10, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're not we don't do this on a weekly schedule or biweekly or triweekly. I mean, there's three of us. We all have, you know, a lot of things going on and somebody's deciding to move from Colorado to Ohio. And then, cause right now there's <laughs> two of us that outnumber the guy in Ohio. Then soon I'm going to be outnumbered by the two guys from Ohio. But, yes. Uh, by episode 10. And we're going to, I'll talk about this every episode until we get to 10. I'm going to give away a set of all 24 of the Exo Manowar covers from all the retailers. Oh, so, yeah, and give away all twenty-four to one person. Oh, so I'm waiting oh. on the humble bundles to come in, but I've got every other one in for us. But I got five of everything. You know, Jim's getting a set, Dewan's getting a set, I'm getting a set. I'm gonna sell a set and I'm gonna give away a set. So by the time so you're talking we... about the set, of, the, the XL number one, all the all the covers. Yeah, all the uh, retailer exclusives. Ooh, that's boy. So I'm gonna have my wife write a review. <laughs> <laughs> Paid employees of NerdyLegion.com yeah, no, no, are no. ineligible. Twenty-three. Well, we don't get paid. Or... Twenty-three cents. <laughs> Twenty-three cents or less are still ineligible. <laughs> But no, so, you know, I've sent Martin before, like, the 2015 con variants, and, you know, he doled them out one at a time, and we're going to do it, we're going to do it right, we're going to give one person a complete set of the retailer exclusives, and then we will, uh, they can do whatever they want, whether they give them away, or read them, or sell them, I don't care, so... So is it just, are we just going to pick one random, are we just going to pick the quality of the post, or... You know, if you put a haiku, you might win automatically. But uh, <laughs> if you can, if you can write a haiku about collecting Valiant comics, you'll go to the top of the list. But it'll still be fair. <laughs> we'll we'll just number the reviews, you know, one through whatever, and uh, we'll just use a random number generator and we'll pick somebody. And if it's somebody we know, like Ronnie or Michael or whomever it might be in the future, awesome. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know you even better yeah that that would be awesome you can't beat that now that that is a collector's gift you know if i was a collect you know if i was able to take advantage of that i would take it because it says that's that who can't pass that up i mean who can't pass that up that's, it's, it's about you get all the covers and they don't have to put any work in just by writing a review you did all the work and it's about a three hundred dollar prize. Mm, they need to send you a Christmas card for that. <laughs> well, as long as my <laughs> wife doesn't hear that I'm giving three hundred dollars away, it, it'll be fine. We'll edit that out. Oh we'll yeah, edit. well she's in San Francisco right now, so. Oh, oh you bacheloring it up, right? On her birthday, yeah. I'm podcast. See, Dewan, unlike you, I ain't afraid of my wife. I'll podcast on her birthday. You said that now because she's out of town. Wait till Hell mama yeah. comes home. Next year, Wait I'm going to be doing mama... this. She's going to hit you with that sock full of quarters. 
Jim's met my wife. She knows that uh, he knows that she'll whip my ass. <laughs> I haven't even met her, but I won't. I won't cross her. Whatever you want, I'll do. You want me to take out the trash? Mm-hmm. I'll clean up cow poo. I'll clean up the cow poo. I don't care. <laughs> that's great, man. That that's awesome. Yes. Woo, Nelly. Nelly, it'll Nelly. be fun we'll talk okay. about it we'll remind people every episode but once we hit episode 10 we will mm-hmm. uh in during that episode we'll read the reviews all the new reviews that we get every episode and then um we'll pick one person we'll announce it on the air and then they've got to contact us through our email at collecting at gmail.com mm-hmm. and yeah and then we'll go from there the only caveat Ooh. is they've got to take a picture of it when they get home, when they when they arrive at their place, they've got to take a picture with them and post it on our Twitter. There you go. We love it. Promote. Right. We get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Now, let me tell you how cool the Valiant, the Valiant staff is. I think um, I promised Sparkman, the Black Ops guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Assigned Valiant database cover from everybody at Valiant plus the lunch lady. Nice. I haven't got the lunch lady signature yet because I was tired. But everybody at Valiant was super cool, and they signed, um, you know, Martin's Valiant database cover, the XO one, in in gold marker. And they would have signed five of them, but every I'm talking from. Every Valiant employee that was there signed it, no problem. And Dinesh, Dinesh is amazing. He was talking to a creator, and I forget the young man's name. He did a book. He did a story in Unity 25. DP or PD something. I forgot his name. Those are his initials. And hmm. I apologize. I, I knew it earlier. Uh, matter of fact, I'll look it up on my phone. But he, he didn't even work on XO, and he was really reluctant to sign it. But Ness said, there's nothing in the in the, in the the O of XO. He was like, we got to get a signature here. He was like, do you mind who signs it? I was like, I don't care. Pick anybody. And Hunter was talking to this writer, this creator. And, and he said, this is a very famous creator. I'll have him sign it. And we went up there, and he signed it. And he didn't want to. He's like, I didn't work on this book. You know, Kent might be mad. And Dinesh was like, no, <laughs> sign it. He signed it. And he said, this is my first value book I've ever signed. And Dinesh said, well, you know, your first book that you, you sign, you have to put a first signature on it. And uh, I was like, really? And he signed <laughs> it. And it's awesome. I, I'll send you guys the picture in the room here. But uh, that's coming to Black Ops Sparkman. You know, we don't even know if Sparkman exists. If that's his <laughs> name, but we'll send it. So, you know, that's the beauty of it. And I only said that story to say, you know, Dustin, you're doing this for our listeners. You know, Valiant does this for their readers. And we'll just do anything to help promote Valiant, you know, and to, and our friends and our listeners or whatnot. It, it, it's a labor of love. Like we only get 23 cent checks for this, you know, it's, <laughs> we're not making any money off of it. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's super awesome. Super, I'm sending this guy, this to you guys now. 
But um, with that said, you guys want to talk about the flats and the and the version? Let's talk about the humble bundle that we we talked about that yesterday. You guys want to talk about that? The humble bundle, La Rosa book. Yeah. So you guys start. I've, I've talked too much. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys have? Well, so I, the humble, I'm still waiting for mine. Same here. I was getting ready to say mine was not in the mail today. So. Yeah, I think I got mine early because it seems like they were shipped from D, DCBS. They, they had to be. That's the address on the return shipping label. So they were they were shipped from there. They were sandwiched in between two pieces of white, like poster board or comic back. And what we talked about yesterday, for people that don't, that don't know, I I had two of them. One of them was just creased all the way through from the top to the bottom, kind of in the middle of the book. Um, but the other one seems okay. So. What was it? You had to spend fifty bucks or twenty five bucks or fifty bucks on the humble bundle to get the version cover of X Men uh, XO Man of War one A cover with Louis LaRosa's signature. Well, it was twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Twenty five bucks. It was fifteen dollars for all the digital downloads, or if you. Mm-hmm. Rounded up to twenty five, so another ten bucks. You got the uh, Virgin cover and included shipping. So I mean that for ten bucks, you'd be crazy not to get a physical copy of the book. Can't beat it. And yeah. they're nice. I mean, they're, they're they're nice books. You saw the picture. I mean, he just it looks like Lewis signed the Larosa on there in gold marker, but mm-hmm. the Virgin cover is pretty awesome. Yep. I'm just looking through some that stuff. That signed cover looks great, Juan. That, that's that that's sexy. <laughs> yeah, that gold ink looks great on there. So. Gold ink, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to send another picture to you guys. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty. I was surprised. Definitely surprised. They did it. I didn't hit the hit it out the park with that. Mm-hmm. Definitely hit it out the park with that. Um. So can I tell you a con story, like yes. a newbie story? Yeah. On how easy how easy it is to get like kind of gold books from Valiant, and you guys know this. You guys are vets, but as a newbie, what Valiant likes you to do is. To wear a Valiant shirt, buy it from them, buy it from somebody, and walk around with a Valiant shirt. It could be XO, Ninjak, whatever, Fade, because I assume it's free advertisement for them. But if you go to the Valiant booth, they will give you a gold book. It's that easy. It's that easy. Now, it may not be in pristine condition, so don't be a snob, okay? <laughs> but you will get a gold book. It may not be the gold book you want. It may be one you need for your con- your collection, but you will. Well, so then if you go to the panels, each panel, they'll give you a gift. So the one panel, they gave us a password, which was the Sunday panel. Then you go to the Valiant booth. You give them the password. They give you a gold book. 
Again, you don't know what you're going to get. You may already have it, but you get it. And I'm telling you, um, Adam Freeman is very serious about this. If you don't go to the panel, he will not give you a book. And I give you a, 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 a story. So Sunday, I had my XO Wars Wars Coming shirt on, but I had a long sleeve over it because Chicago was cold. So some of the guys we were with, Ronnie and them, had their A&A shirt. They got gold books. I'm like, oh, Adam, I pull up my shirt. He's like, I, like, I got my, my Valiant shirt on. He was like, no. <laughs> I want to see you undress. You got to have that stuff on the outside. What's the damn point? And I was like, you made a lot of daggone sense. So I took <laughs> off my little coat, stripped down. I like, I'm going to strip for you whether you like it or not, Adam. You just you're just gonna see me strip. You don't have to give me a book or not. I'm just gonna strip for you. He didn't even throw me a dollar bill or anything. Not at all. Not a dollar. He didn't. He, nothing. He didn't give me a discount or anything. But he, he ended up giving me a gold book. But I learned my lesson. That was my con rookie experience. That you gotta wear it on the outside. You gotta wear it on the outside. But I, I think we got the we, uh, title of the episode right here. Adam wouldn't even throw me a dollar. Wouldn't even throw me a dollar. Damn it. Damn it. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. He wouldn't throw me a damn dollar. I was stripping for him. I was working my hardest, guys. I don't know if I got all the stripper moves. But I was <laughs> But I was working it. I was working. Oh. But then we went to the panel, I think, Saturday, the pack one. And the gift they gave out was a Jason David Frank bloodshot print. So the one the prints that we got were there. Basically, it's the Bloodshot uh, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. It's a Bloodshot print, and it's got a lot of blood. It's kind of like a, a profile pic, really close up, blood on his face, signed by Jason David Franken-Gold. So those are the prints you guys have coming to you or whatnot. There is a second one out there, which we didn't know till we left the room. So it looks like just like the flat covers, we they, we only thought there were B covers, but there is also an A and a B flat. There's there's two prints also, so it may be hard as collectors to try to get your hands on the 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 prints and the flats that we couldn't get you guys. So I apologize. Uh, no apologies needed, Juan. Uh, thanks thanks for trying and. Uh, um, yeah, those may be of some of the rarest uh, Valiant collectibles, you know, non-comics that, that I'm aware of at this point. I, yeah. How many people would you say that showed up for the event? The word, what Valiant put out that there was only for the flats, and what we mean by flats, guys, these are like um, uncut covers, the A cover and the B cover for Exo Man of War 1. So they have the, the white probably like half-inch margins on them. Oh, okay. The front, the front and the back, so it's the front and the back, the black the black bat, the black bat back book of the book and the front cover. So it's, it hasn't been folded, and it, the borders haven't been cut. So it's an actual flat, like a printing flat. And they said they were limited to 75. Wow. And... There may have been 75 people there, maybe, with everybody. Um, the reason we got the A cover 
without telling everybody the whole story, that someone left a flat on the bar. And somebody in our group kind of looked at it, and that person was gone. They had came and got a couple beers, left a flat on the bar, and someone in our group took it and was excited about it. And they actually had an A cover and a B cover. They were the only person that I knew of that had an A and B cover. And they they sold it for since I'm not telling the person's name, they sold it for two hundred bucks. For the pair. Cover. Yeah, for the for pair. the pair. For the pair. For the pair. They sold it for two hundred. I made an offer to that person for a hundred bucks mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I just got an offer for two hundred. I'm like, Well they made a good they made a good purchase because I'm not gonna go two hundred for it. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, God damn it, I should have just bought it for two twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was next to that person when uh, they were talking to you, and I and I had your back. I'm like, you know, Justin's gonna buy it. You gotta make him a fair deal because he's he's bought stuff from you in the past. And when that time came up, I'm like, what? I I just went and ordered another beer. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. Well, I I'm not gonna say take it or leave it. I'm just going to order another beer. That's your business at this point. I stopped my lobbying at that point. Yeah, and I appreciate that. But, you know, I have I do have limits. Um, my wife and I went through our mint and saw how much I spent over the last 21 <laughs> months. And that's Woo! before the XO Man of War books mm. and everything. Mm. And, you know, that doesn't even include original art that I purchased just on yeah. comic books. Yeah, so 200 bucks for the flats that, you know, I'm I'm not going to stress over it. I my main focus is the comics and the foreign books and uh in Spain they're getting ready to release floppies of Valiant Ooh. comics, not just trade paperbacks, floppies. And I was talking with the editor today and I'm like, "Dude, every 3 months I want a copy of everything. I'll pay for them every three months. One, we'll ship them four times a year. And he's like, "All right, cool." You Damn. Know. Yeah. Mm. So I can either I, put that... I can either put two hundred towards some Spanish floppies from Spain, or I can put two hundred into two flats. And I'd rather have the comics. So. Yeah. And and, and like I tried to hint to you guys, um, there are a few people who have those flats prints that may be willing to part with them for very very super reasonable prices yeah you know very super so you, you'll get it because like I said if someone left it at the bar there are definitely people there and I almost was tempted to just go up to people and like look dude I give you 25 bucks for it right now but I didn't want to be that guy you know, I didn't want to come across there but they're out there um, I can give you guys some names of some people that I know of that I met that that can get it to you. We 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 might be able to come up with them. I bet I bet if we reached out to Ben, he's probably one of the people that got quite a few of them. Could you? Yeah, Ben Ben stayed at the end of the night, and Ben came up on a lot. Okay. Ben Ben came up on a lot of different things, and I won't go into any details on, on what he had, but he he did share with us on some things that he got that he came up with. So um, it would be it good to reach out to Ben. Ben's a cool dude. He's a real cool dude. I've been uh, hooking Ben up kind of like Jim with 
exclusives for about three years. So, yeah. damn it, it's about time for him to return the favor once. And if that doesn't work, tell him I was the only person that traded his little cheesy chicken strip flats for some good-ass catfish. I will. And that's got to hold some weight. Damn it, if it comes down to 5 or $10 there, tell him, damn it, you can use my credits for the catfish. <laughs> awesome, favor. thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what else? The, the beers, the XO beers. Did we talk about that? Not yet. So, so we get to the to the bar, and it's it's Cobra Lounge. We want to we want to plug them. So Cobra Lounge. We get there, and uh, like I said before, we had something to eat, and we were waiting for the event to start, and they hadn't tapped the, the galactic beer yet at all. So we get there and we're we're sampling the beer once they do tap and it's 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 just a really good beer. It's not heavy alcohol content, but it's not like watery down. It's it's a great beer. But we wanted the bottles. So they did have a charity in the room with the DJ, and they were making EXO buttons, handmade, colored, or whatnot. And then Dinesh and Hunter came over and was like, "Hey, if you guys want a bottle of beer, pay twenty dollars to the charity." So we just put our twenties together and got the beers, and they're they're not like a regular beer bar. They're, they're pretty tall, they're like sixteen ounces or something, um, with the the XO label. It had the A cover on it, so we we're able to do that. And we had about, I think we had six beers, and then it, it garnered a lot of attention. We put the six beers on the bar, and we were just. You know, ordering beers, talking to everybody, and people wanted to come up and look at them, take pictures with them or whatnot, because they didn't want to fork out the 20 bucks. But um, we heard the next day that if you were able to stay later in the evening, that someone who had maybe previously mentioned here um, came up on a few of those bottles. So if you want to reach out to that person, he may be able to part with one or two. If right you didn't on. get one. You know, but we made sure we hooked you up. We got you one, Justin. We got you one, Jim. We all got a beer. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'll return... We didn't even drink the beer. We didn't even drink the beer. <laughs> well, I've got an unopened Archer and Armstrong, like I had mentioned on our last <laughs> podcast, that's coming to you as a return, oh! you know, a favor. Oh. So. Hey. Hey, I appreciate that. It's fun. It was super fun, man. So we got we got you guys prints and flats or whatnot, and and that was like our main thing was um, trying to hook you guys up. It was like, damn, I gotta get Justin and Jim something. You know, we gotta get you guys something. So we tried. We tried. Yeah, thank you. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Anytime. Is there anything else we're missing? I think there was something else we wanted to talk about. Uh, I can't remember offhand. Mm. Oh. What do you guys think about uh, Massacre? Do you think that book's going to be a collectible? You're talking about Um, Harbinger 5, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Like they're keeping that so close to the vest. Like 
it makes me want to think that that book may be something that people want to collect. Well, they talked about there... they talked about at C two E T that only five people so far know who it is that's going to die. Mm-hmm. And they're serious about it too. Really, people don't know. People don't know who it is. Yeah, uh, and and sorry, I was just going to comment considering that Valiant isn't like some of the other other publishers that they can, they can kill a character off multiple times and bring him back. Uh, Valiant, once you're dead, you're dead. I mean, to avoid any spoilers, we have had a, a major character die, and uh, that character has remained uh, <laughs> remained uh, dead. I, I think uh, it is something to speculate on, and uh, might be worth uh, at least getting an extra copy. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, uh, I can't wait to read it. Right, and that's exactly. You know, there'll be a you know if it they wouldn't ever kill off Peter. Um, I think it would be a mistake to kill off Chris. Those are the two people I want to see stick around. Um, I wouldn't be hurt if it was Torque. I wouldn't be hurt if it was Faith. But Faith is a cash cow, and with Faith and the Future Force coming out, we know it's not her. Right. I think it's a hardcore member. I do. I mean, you look at the covers that are coming out that they've leaked. It, it may be. Um, but who knows? I mean, they're keeping it so close to the vest that it could be somebody major. Um and you know me, I'm a book of death guy, and I take it as like, not Bible, but, you know, pretty much what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But they're, except for the Harbinger story, the Harbinger story seems murky. And, you know, they did spell out everybody's death in the Harbinger book of death story on who died. Like, Faith lived a long life. And had like one of the biggest funerals in Washington D.C. ever. Um, it kind of spelled out everybody's death. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Chris, um, but it may not be a harbinger that dies. You know, it may be um, somebody else, and maybe that's why they're playing it close to the vest because if they leaked it, it may not get the wild that. They- they're trying to get now you know i think it's a hardcore member personally but i don't know i'm really only speculating i have no insider knowledge they only have five people that know so what do you think because we see in book of death that there's a massacre right if you look in the book and all those hardcore members were laid out on the ground um so oh it yeah, may decimate, very true. It may, yeah, it may decimate the whole hardcore group because if we looked in 4001 AD, you remember you had kind of a resurgence of the hardcore, like a new form. Do you remember that from uh, Rye 4001 AD last year? Um, yeah, I do. When when they were all locked up and they got released, and you and you saw like. Um, Sunlight and snow released, and you saw all these people released, and it was kind of like a new form of, of the hardcore. It may be something like that, like a cult following or a new resurgence of them. So, 
they maybe massacre isn't just one person dying. Maybe it's a whole group of people dying. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely point. see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I mean, sometimes you hit the lottery, sometimes you lose, but you lose more times than you win, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What what else did we get? Um, let's tell people. We I think we already we spoke on it. Like, uh, get your coupons in for Harbinger Renegade Zero. Great reminder. May first, you have to be postmarked by May first. Send your money in with them, or you will lose out. You will will lose out. Definitely. What else do we have? I don't know. I'm digging in the crates over here. Trying to get these coupons out. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Can I tell you a C2E2 story? Of course. Yeah. You guys probably saw it on Twitter. The awesomest picture is, like, if you've never been to the McCormick Center, um, it's huge. It's massive. But to get up to the main level, uh, the main, like, uh, gallery area, it was, like, three flights, like, three different levels. But it looked like this couple had pulled in this old, dingy couch that had, that were that were on wheels the first floor of the McCormick Center, and they cosplayed as Al Bundy and Peg Bundy. I saw and that. Thought, did you see that when they sat on the couch? And that was awesome. Al had his hand like in his pants, like he he maybe massaging a certain part of his body. <laughs> and Peg was grabbing his cheeks like this and apparently somebody went and grabbed him a beer so he had a beer in one hand his hand in another area Peggy and even Hunter sat on the couch with them and I was amazed I'm like they let people take a couch a real couch like this is a, it's like an Archie Bunker couch they took the Archie <laughs> Bunker couch and brought it in the C2E2 I'm like wow this is off the chain. This well, is like really off the chain. If you remember, it was you know supposed to have happened in Chicago, the huge fountain. Oh, was it? Yeah, in the opening credits of Married with Children, you know they have the fountains there in Chicago, and the big sculpture with the Frank Sinatra song "Love and Marriage." So, ah, that makes sense now. So, I mean, it's kind of like an icon for Chicago from, you know, the mid-90s um, television on Fox. I mean, it was supposed to have, you know, occurred in Chicago. So, yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, that it was genius. It was, man. It was low budget. I'm going to tell you what. Those cosplay people are crazy. Not crazy. They're serious. They're very serious. The only thing I have against cosplayers are they're... They're so serious about it, and our outfits or our costumes are so amazing that when they walk down the aisles, people want to stop them and take pictures, which is understandable. And nobody wants to photobomb them and move out, but on Saturday, it was packed. You couldn't get down aisles anymore because people kept stopping people. We want to take a picture of you. And I'm like, cosplay people need to go to the cosplay corner in the back take all their pictures you couldn't move like i couldn't go dumpster diving because there was cosplay people everywhere it sucked that's my only gripe 
So I love cosplay people. I respect what they do because you see a lot of people, man, and you guys know better than me. There are some people, man, they don't care what their height, their size, their weight, whether they're in shape or not. They're going to strut their character. They don't care if they got a gut hanging down to the floor or bullet wounds on their legs. They're going to wear that outfit. Well, you know, one third of this uh, group here does cosplay also. Um, wonder who's that. Everybody raise their hand if they do cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So who? who I got a cosplay chick Star Lord costume. Do you? Star Lord. Oh, ah. it's pretty uh, elaborate. I spent well over a grand on that baby. <laughs> so do people? So tell me this, Jim. Okay, now we we getting off subject. Now, when somebody sees you and they're like, holy crap, that's an amazing cosplay. Yeah. I want to take a picture. You, you'll stop in the middle of the aisle, right? Yep. In the middle of the walkway. And you'll get in your pose like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, guns, the guns light up. They make sounds. The rocket boosters make sounds and, and light and flickers. And, oh, I've got the... the the leather jacket, the mask, the uh, the satchel, I, the uh, uh, yeah, you name it. It's it was pretty complete. The Walkman, it's it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. You know, you've worn that what two years now at Denver Comic Con? Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I wore it the first time, and then uh, just out of uh, almost tradition, I, I wore it this past. Yeah, it's fun. Can I, can, I, can I can I have can I ask you a favor? Yeah. If you ever go to a really big con and people want to take pictures, can you just move it to the side a little bit so the other people can walk by when you take your pictures? Because <laughs> You're an awesome. asshole, Dewan. <laughs> Me and Ryan were talking about it. Qualified. I'll move off to the side and take a picture, but I won't. Yeah, I, I won't block traffic. <laughs> I'm t- because of, of like guys like us, Ronnie and I, we were just anxious. You get stopped, and we were trying to find people, and we we're you know because we had a group of us, we we're trying to find people, we we're trying to walk by, and we're we're old curmudgeonly jerks, you know. We're like get off my lawn type of guys, so we're like get out the way, I'm trying to move. But you know you kind of had to respect it. But the coolest cosplay story, I'll tell you this. And I told everybody that it was just, it was very moving. It was a guy dressed up in in uh, a Batman costume, like the whole Black Knight. It, it had to be super expensive. It was it looked like a replica, and he's standing by the front, the, the front entrance. And this little boy was walking. He had to be probably four, at most. He's walking with his mom and dad, and he sees Batman, and he kind of stops. And Batman kneeled down on his knee, kind of like, come over here. And the boy walked up to Batman real slow. He put his two hands, like, on his cheeks. It felt like the mask. And he just stopped. And he turned his head and he looked at his mom like, basically, I'm I'm assuming he was thinking, like, I just really met Batman. (laughs) So he ran back to his mom and grabbed his mom's hand like, Mommy, I just met Batman. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, that's the cutest thing. So, you know, they, they went back and took a bunch of pictures. Even Batman pulled out his camera and, and took pictures. But this kid was just, he really thought he met Batman. He thought he saw the Batman from the anime, the cartoons, the movies. He had really saw Batman. And I'm like, you know, forget what we're doing here. For kids to have that experience or if you're cosplaying and you have that experience, damn it. It's worth it. I don't care if you block the aisle. I don't care if you do a dance. I mean, if you get that that feeling that that little kid got, it's mm. worth it. That it's totally worth it. That that showed me a lot right there. So what Dewan is saying, Jim, if it's you know an adult male or female asking for your photo, <laughs> move the hell out of the way. But if it's a kid, do whatever you want. Stay right there. You know. So. There's a caveat to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about the kids. How about, how about that guy cosplaying as uh, Shadow Man in front of the C2E2, in front of the Valiant uh, uh, stand? Did you guys see the picture? He was playing the saxophone. I saw that decked photo. Out. It's awesome. Oh, man, it was fantastic. Like, that guy got a gold cover, guaranteed. <laughs> we, we were there. We were there when it happened. Um I think it was Ronnie and Martin. I really do because the Valiant booth is there, and then you hear the saxophone playing, and all the Valiant people were talking to customers or or people that were there. And you just hear the saxophone. So to give people an idea, this guy, this African American gentleman, uh, black leather jacket, black, he's old school shadow man. He had this wig on, kind of like the curly long wig, like the old VH1 shadow yeah. man with the with the blue eye mask, just like him. Yeah. And he's playing the saxophone. But the thing, he's playing it and he's slowly walking to the Valiant booth <laughs> and none of the Valiant employees are paying him any mind. They're talking to people. They're, they're doing what Valiant does and he's playing Everybody else is stopping. Like he was like a cosplayer. Like people were like stopping. Yeah. Like, oh, this is some stuff. So uh, he keeps playing. He he was persistent. He didn't stop. He kept walking closer to the booth, closer <laughs> to the booth, and he's playing his jam. He's playing to where Martin said, "Damn it! All he needs is Aerosmith. He needs Aerosmith. He needs to play an Aerosmith song so he could really be authentic." So eventually enough people stopped watching where the people at Valiant kind of took notice of it. And I think who was manning the whole booth was uh, Fred Pierce at that time. Everybody else had, had gone. Maybe they were at a panel or whatnot. So I think Fred kind of pulled him aside. I don't know what he said to him. But the guy ended up staying. And he ended up got he, he, he moved to the middle of the booth. And he played a few songs after that. So people start taking pictures with him or whatnot. So I don't know what Fred told him or whatnot, but uh, obviously he got him to stay. But that was amazing. That was – and that guy had no shame because he was creeping up trying to get attention. He was he was blowing his little sacks. And Valiant, <laughs> they initially was like, oh, I don't know. It must be somebody else doing something around here. He ain't with us. But so it was – yeah, and I think some people have said that maybe he had did it last year too. If they kind of remember, but it was a uh, it was kind of a low budget outfit, but it was authentic because it was real. I mean, with the the leather pants, the uh, the shoes, the leather jacket, the mask, and and the wig, 
and he could play the saxophone. You couldn't beat it. Couldn't beat it at all. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So that's all I got, guys. Unless you got some. Yeah. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm kind of wearing down for the night, so I'm I'm good, gentlemen. All right, so I think we answered the questions. We did everything else, so um, I guess turning your coupons. Thank you for being <laughs> with us. <laughs> Thank you for being with us again. Thank you for letting us uh, rabble on. Don't get discouraged about your uh, XO1500. It will come back in value. Yes. And uh, until the next time, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Juan. We only Just- podcast with us, right? <laughs> we podcast together. Immortal brothers. There you go, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you next time, guys. Take care. I'll see ya. Till then, guys. Nice. All right. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye.
I'm done, honey.